Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this week's episode of the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. Very lucky to have Ryan McEwen with Sajin, and this is going to be part one of a two-part series with Ryan. In part one, we are talking about mortgage default insurance. Enjoy. You're listening to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, where we chat with real estate experts from across the province to learn what's happening in the real estate market. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. Hey everyone, my name is Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional, and today we're joined by Ryan McEwen from Sajin. And uh, Ryan, we're looking for a lot of answers on high here, a lot of things to do with mortgages on the back end that a lot of people don't see. So we're really excited to have a chat with you today. First off, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Ron. It's a pleasure to be here. And, and uh, I've seen some of the stuff before, and there's some great information on there. And looking forward to to really helping out uh, our, our mortgage borrowers and our, and our mortgage landscape and providing some great information for you today. So I'm excited to be here. Before we get right into it, Ryan, give us a bit of your background in, in the mortgage industry and, and kind of your role with Sajin. Absolutely. Well, I've had quite a journey. So I, I've been uh, in the mortgage space for uh, about 20 years now and, uh, and done various roles. And really my my forte started uh, back in, in, in really some, uh, I guess, subprime lending. I worked back in uh, with TransCanada Credit and Wells Fargo back in the day. So doing some of that, uh, that high risk lending that really gave me a good background, moved into the broker space in the early 2000s and really found that uh, I loved the bricks and mortar of building a deal and really putting a deal together and, and the structure and the thought and, and the risk behind it. So, you know, as you can see, it, uh, it started to lead me very quickly back to a lender insurer type of a role as opposed to a broker role. And, and I really enjoyed that, uh, that structure, that deal that put together the rules kind of behind it and the reasoning. So in, uh, I guess it would have been 2004, I joined Concentra Financial, who was a lender in the, uh, the broker space and was, uh, was an underwriter there and, um, you know, moved up into uh, more of a senior underwriter role as my time progressed there. So really uh, on the operations side is really kind of where my forte started in putting deals together and deal structure. Uh, as you can see, I do like to talk a little bit. So it was a natural progression for me to, uh, to move from operations into a sales role. And I joined uh, some, uh, some lenders after that. I joined Optimum Mortgage and First National in my journey to get to Sagen. So those were both lenders in the, in the mortgage space. Uh, but realistically, Ron, my, my ultimate goal was always to get to uh, the insurer space. It's always been kind of the tip of the spear here. And, you know, and really that's, it, it's a position that we, we hold in the highest regard. It's, it's, um, it's one that I don't take lightly because I know that really when we look to our mortgage insurers for, you know, to really be that source of information, that Sage advice piece. And really, I mean, it kind of ties into, you know, the theme that we have at Sage. And that was really what we came up with our name was because we, we found that that's really where people look to us for was that piece of advice, that guidance, that support, that education. And so to, to, to really culminate my career here at Sage is, uh, is, is a dream come true. And uh, as you can see, yeah, I've been through a lot of different channels and it's been a lot of fun, but I find that every step along the way has given me that extra little piece of the pie to, to add to, you know, to how I can help my, my brokers, my lenders, my clients out there. 
So we, we've heard that you're an expert in, in the mortgage space, Ryan. You've been here for a long time. <laughs> Take us through a little bit about uh, who Sajin is and, and talk about the, the big three in Canada and kind of their role in, in the housing space here. Great question. Great question. So Sajin is, is, a, is a new name for us. We, uh, we were formerly Genworth. And for those of you that have been in the mortgage space for a while, we were GE and GE Capital and Jemmy before that. So we, we've had a few name changes, but I mean, same great company, um, same great service. Uh, what we are is a, a default mortgage insurer in the Canadian mortgage space. Um, there are three of us now. So there is uh, CMHC, who is the government-backed entity. And there are two private uh, mortgage insurers out there. One would be Sage and the other would be Canada Guarantee. Um, we all basically have um, a, the same basic role. We have a few different product suites that, that are slightly different between the three of us, but we all basically are um, default insurers backing our, our the lenders in, in the landscape. So what I'd like to do, Ron, is basically just back up and, and really Talk about, um, you know, what mortgage default insurance is. There's a huge That's misnomer. kind of a question we're leading into here. Right? <laughs> yes, go Perfect. ahead. Mortgage default insurance. What, what are we talking about when we say that? Yeah. So, I mean, mortgage default insurance, I mean, you're, you're going to see it in, you know, anytime you put 5% down on a mortgage, you do see that premium that comes across in your commitment that comes back from your lender. But, uh, you know, I would, I would argue to say that most clients don't even really know what the mortgage default insurance is, who it's from or, or what it means. And, and really it's, it's one of those things that, you know, the premium, they know the premiums there, they know they have to get it. They pay it without really kind of knowing what it does or who it's for or where the benefits are. So, I mean, really when back in the day, um, we did have uh, most of our lenders out there we, when we didn't have mortgage default insurance, those big banks wanted their risk covered. So they wanted some skin in the game. They wanted some down payment to come from you on, you know, on that mortgage when you went to, uh, when you went to apply. So they wanted to know that you had some of your own skin in the game and, and some of your own funds in your account that you could access basically to sway the risk. You know, the, the lender said, you know, we're, we're, we're really is, issuing you a lot of money, you know, back in the day, they, you know, even 50, $60,000 was a big loan back in the day. It's likely going to be the biggest loan that you're going to have in your lifetime will be your mortgage. And most of the lenders out there wanted, um, you know, a little backing, a little support to know that you couldn't just walk away from this thing. So they were asking upwards of 25, you know, sometimes 35% back in the day to, uh, to have that risk position mitigated. Can I quickly hop in there, Ryan? The, the sure. importance of having more money into the property. I, I know it might seem uh, a fairly simple concept, but just quickly elaborate on why having more of your money into a property might make it safer for the lender. Great question. Great question, Ron. Yeah. So when, when um, you know, we talk about what's called loan to value and what loan to value is, is the, the value of your property to the mortgage that is going to be placed, the loan that is going to be placed against that property. And the higher that loan to value and, and the less skin that you have in the game, the more the bank is lending you that money, the higher that LTV position the more riskier it is for the bank. They're basically saying, you know, if we're lending you 90 or 95% of that property value, there's a lot of risk out there for us. If you happen to have anything happen to you in your life, you know, you maybe, uh, you know, get sick, have a life event happen, you know, maybe lose your employment, something like that. There is a huge risk position that, um, you know, we've got a lot of money against this property. And if we have to take that back for any reason, 
um, we may not get our loan back out of it. You know, if, if um, for some reason the housing market does slow and the value of that home for some reason comes down slightly and they have lent, say, 95% on that and maybe the house is only worth 90% of what it originally was, the bank can be in a negative position and they can lose some money there. So they really want to know that there's a little more money up front to handle that buffer zone you know, give a little more skin in the game to make sure that you're not just going to say, yeah, you know what, it's not a comfortable position for me to be in financial anymore. I'm just going to toss the keys back to you and walk away. They want to know that that you're in this for the long haul, that you're going to do everything you can to make those payments and make sure that that loan is a sound investment for you and for the bank. And this is the the entrance of the, the mortgage insurers of Canada. You guys kind of help fill that gap uh, of risk, right? That's exactly right. So um, as the housing market grew, uh, we really found that there was, you know, a need, not only did the Canadian government want the housing market to grow, we wanted to get more homeowners into those into those houses. You know, housing is a huge driver of what we see in the economy in Canada. So getting more homeowners into those new homes drives a lot of things from you know, from, uh, you know, lumber and, and, and hard resources to, you know, to builders and build costs. And, you know, all those things are, are really a driver of the economy. So we wanted to get more people into that housing economy. Now, what we found was people really having to come up with that 25, it came back down to 20%, uh, you know, probably in the 2000s. Um, even at 20%, having 20% down payment is a, is a pretty tall order, you know, and as we kind of watch, um, housing prices increase, you know, steadily over time as the market grows. And we watch those houses go from 50,000 to 80,000 to 120 to 180 to 240 and, and onward and upward. As that market grows over time, obviously the down payment to get into that market grows, you know, with, with that movement. So uh, really it's, it's about watching incomes and our incomes keeping up with that. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, but as that larger down payment becomes a bigger factor, sometimes our, our, uh, our younger borrowers coming in, they're maybe just out of school. They're maybe just, you know, finishing up a degree to get a professional into a professional uh, occupation coming up with, you know, honestly, 20% of, you know, a hundred thousand dollars is still 20 grand. And, and as that kind of grows, Average average home price is now kind of right around that three hundred range. So we're looking at sixty thousand dollars would be the minimum down payment at twenty percent. Well, you know, keep in mind that most people are still paying rent. They're still paying other bills. They might be paying off student loans and car loans. To be able to save a sixty thousand dollar investment to put towards a, a housing cost is a pretty tall order. You know, and the without, government realized that. Help from uh, from a parent or uh, you know Guaranteed. within your circle of people, and and that circle has to be uh, directly connected to you. It it can be hard sometimes for folks to come up with that amount of cash at a young age, where you've just already incurred probably student loans, a car debt you know, and any number of things that have come up in your life. So 20%, even at a low range is a, is a large sum of money. It's a massive amount of money. It's a massive amount of money. You know, and I think back to, you know, when my wife and I first started out as well, I mean, to think a $60,000 investment was needed or, you know, something coming from parents or something coming from, you know, borrowed sources, it would almost, it would almost have been unfathomable at that time, it was really such a tall order that we just didn't have any equity or no position to be able to save that. So what uh, what came along was um, was um, really um, 
an initiative by the government to to spur that on and the mortgage insurer default mortgage default insurer space was born now what mortgage default insurers are and just to kind of put a misnomer out, you know, and kind of get rid of some misinformation, this is not fire insurance. This is not going to cover the fire insurance on your house. This is not mortgage life insurance that if, you know, if you get sick or pass away, that this is going to pay your mortgage. This is, this is not those. So you're going to hear the word insurance a lot when we talk about mortgages. What default mortgage insurance is, is coverage for your lender to allow that loan to value to go from an 80% maximum up to 95%. So what that does for our homeowners is it allows that down payment number to come way down. So instead of having a, a 20% required down payment, like we said, upwards of maybe 60 or $80,000, homeowners can now get in for as low as 5%. And that, that's really kind of the, the, you know, the break-in point. We see most of our first-time homebuyers come into that 95% loan-to-value mark, which is only a 5% down payment that has to come from you. So big swings in that requirement that an average first time home buyer only has to come up with 5%, big, big, big swings. And, and you know what, looking at say a 5,000 or $10,000 down payment versus a 40 or $50,000 payment. Yeah. A, a little more attainable, a little more fathomable. And, and even, you know, mom and dad are, are typically willing to throw a little bit of money in there to well to, to, to sometimes make that gap a little tighter if, if we need. So there's lots of options out there. So that's really kind of where, the mortgage default insurer was was born from was that need to have a little bit more accessibility and a little bit more option come to our first time home buyers. So it was a really great option. Before we now, move what, on from from mortgage default insurance, yeah. Ryan, I just wanted to quickly touch on kind of the, the three tiers of mortgage default insurance: five percent, ten percent, and fifteen percent, and they're not all created equally. And, and this is kind of where sometimes the amount of your down payment below twenty percent uh, can can make kind of a difference. Can we just quickly touch on the numbers there? Guaranteed, and and really, it's just a risk position for your lender. And and what happens, you know, is at that five percent down payment, you know, which is which is the minimum to get into, you know, to a new home. There, there is, there is some still some risk to the bank. There's coverage, obviously, by the mortgage default insurance that is provided, but it's really the 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 first step to get in, and it's really a minimalistic down payment. So there is still some risk, a to us as a mortgage insurer, but as well to the lender as well. Now, as those risk positions are are decreased by the increase in your own down payment. So say we go from a a five to a ten, or a ten to a fifteen percent down payment. Um, obviously, you're showing as a homeowner a little bit more skin in the game, a little bit more um, of a, uh, a, a that an ability to save down as more money from the homeowner goes into the yeah. property. Yeah. So as that they've shown that ability to save a, a little bit more funds, there's there's a risk swing. So that risk is going to come down the more money that you put into your own mortgage. I mean, also, you know, the more skin that you have in the game. The, the chances that you're going to walk away from that mortgage for any reason decreases drastically and the bank and the, and the insurer know that. So what we do to compensate for that is every 5% tier that that loan to value does come down, um, we give you a little break on the premium. So at 95%, you know, there's a 4% premium charge, but as it comes down each 5% block, we're going to lower that because there is less risk for us on our side and your lender side. So we're going to give you a, a break on that premium cost as well. And uh, one last clarifier, um, when we're talking about mortgage default insurance, the money that gets paid 
Uh, it's not money that comes out of your pocket right at the beginning. This is Great money question. that gets added back to the mortgage and it's paid over a long period of time. Great, great clarification, Ron. Yeah, so what, what our default premiums are, this is not gonna be money you have to save like your down payment or your closing costs that you're gonna to pay to your lawyer. This is something that we, what we do is we capitalize this into the mortgage. So it's added on to your, your total mortgage costs and it's factored into your mortgage payment. So it's basically your, we're gonna take that, that cost, we're gonna add it onto your total mortgage and we're gonna spread it out over all the payments. So it's not something you have to come up with uh, right on the spot as well. Wonderful. I hope you all enjoyed that breakdown of mortgage default insurance with Ryan McEwen. Be sure to tune in next week for part two of our conversation where we talk about the mortgage stress test. If you enjoyed this episode, please show your support by hitting the like and subscribe button. I'm Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional. Bye for now. This has been the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. If you like this episode, find more information and episodes on our Facebook and YouTube pages. If you'd like to be a guest or have a conversation you'd like to learn more about, let us know by messaging the show on Facebook. Thanks for listening.